to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, y'all. What's up? It's your boy, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Y'all know what time it is. It is an honor. I can't, I don't think I can stress that enough. Y'all really don't know how humbling this is. And it is an honor for me to be able to have a conversation with you to that we can go back and forth and without judgment, man, I appreciate that for all the support, man, for my family, immediate family, my friends, my brothers that support me, man, church family, listen, all of you across the, from the UK to India to the United States, man, listen. I do not take any of that lightly. So I really appreciate that. That's why I say that. I have to say that every time we talk because it. I just, listen, I want to remain humble. Listen, I can't do this without you guys. I can't, even though I can't have a conversation by myself, but it ain't going to be too much fun. Listen, I love interacting with you guys. Thank you for all those that hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And then especially those joining us for the first time, y'all family now. I just want to say welcome. I'm giving you air hugs right now. If I saw you, listen, if you're practicing social distancing and you're around me, you may not want to because I'm coming in for a hug. I'm just letting you know. Listen, a hug heals. (laughs) It just does. So I appreciate you uh, for joining this show. And then let me let you know what this show is, what we talk about here. You know, listen, we like to keep it real here. As my man TV always says, we like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday uh, or the Bible study shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid. And we can have an honest conversation freely here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Listen, y'all, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. People are experiencing uh, various challenges right now. Listen, so we need to vent sometime. We need to get stuff off our chest. I know some of you are going, where is God? <laughs> where are you at in all this? I, listen, l- let me tell somebody right here, whether you're a believer or not, God is all in the middle of all of this that's going on. All this foolishness, all the false prophets on television, all, all that. And I'm not just talking about pe- false prophets in the church because people on your newscast are false prophets too. They're prophesying to you or prophesying, I should say to you. So it all comes down to one question. We're going to believe what God said or what man says. That's all it comes down to, people. And listen, we get to talk about it here, and that's why we're talking about the disciplines of faith. We're about to do part two today uh, when you talk about the discipline of obedience. But did the disciplines of faith. Uh, before that, we did how to apply faith. So definitely go back and listen to those. And before that, we did how to treat one another, which that everybody should listen to that every single day, because that's really what it comes down to. Because when you talk about the real virus, and I will always say this, people are like, why are you always talking about it? Because that's, that's the real virus. That The renamed flu ain't the real virus. Real virus is the hatred and division that have been caused 
not just for people in the church, because the church is one of the biggest culprit out there. We're supposed to be leading the charge as far as through this valley, this global valley experience. We're supposed to be leading a charge, and we're not. We have failed miserably. I know we've been online and we go, no, 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 no. It's all about touching and agreeing. It's all about fellowship. It's all about transformation. No, 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 no. Just the whole body of Christ. We have failed miserably. And shout out to man, every pastor, bishop that have remained open and to continue teaching about transformation and helping people and guide them through this global valley experience, man, and shout out to you. Uh, man, much love, continue and do the work. And listen, even if you're a pastor or a bishop that didn't remain open and you went online, shout out to you as well. I don't want to cause any slight between any pastors that didn't stay open. But listen, we are in a real fight right now. And the only thing that can heal this division and hatred, when you talk about, they say this virus that it has lingering effects. Well, you know what's a bigger lingering effect? especially when it comes to hatred and division, that it passed from generation to generation. We're affecting our children right now. Oh boy, don't get me started. So there's a lot going on. And even when we talk about how to treat one another before that, we talked about 10 principles for a successful relationship. So definitely going back and listen to those and join those conversations. And you can always still interact with me as well on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Shout out to those that also have asked me for prayer and we prayed and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I appreciate every single time you guys reach out to me. Listen, I'm available to you. And if I hadn't gotten to you, I'm going to. So, hey, don't fret, don't fear, I'm coming. So, Let's just get right into it because we have a lot to talk about today, y'all. We got to get, we got to holler at each other right now. We got to talk right now. So, you know how we do it. For those joining for the very first time, this is a plane that we're going to take off together. So, just like they announced on the plane, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Any turbulence you feel on this flight is God shaking at the very root. What does not belong on this plane. And if you're listening with somebody right now, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. You know, we got to do discipline. What is discipline? I got to start it off this all the time. Discipline. The definition is an activity, exercise, or regimen that develops or improves a skill or a training. Activity, exercise, or regimen that develops or improves a skill and training. So listen, we work in these spiritual muscles. We work in these faith muscles. Listen, whether you're a believer in God or not, listen, we got to come to the realization that there is a higher power. We are not end all be all. I'm sorry to hurt somebody's feelings. And whoever told you that we are is all be all, they lied. I'm sorry. It just is. That's just a fact. That is not speculation. That is a fact. That's why some people want to call it the universe. All that. It ain't the universe. Somebody created the universe. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Somebody mad at me already. Don't make me break out the cricket button already. Listen, so I know somebody mad at me, but that's the truth. If we were, if think about it, y'all, if we were the end all be all, that would be sad. It was, it would be. You mean this is it? L what? No, get out of here. 
No. And if anybody have a beef, let let me know. You know, I don't care. We don't. We can talk. And listen. You know, my favorite. One of my favorite scriptures is "Come, let us reason together." So let let us reason. You tell me, hit me up, and tell me why you think we are end all be all. If that's how you feel, I want to hear it. And listen, I didn't. I didn't have some good conversations with some people. They didn't. They didn't come up with some doozies. Sometimes I'm just saying, hey, I want to hear some what y'all got to say. So. Discipline obedience. We're going into part two right now. I know some of y'all be like, obedient. I ain't got to be obedient to nobody. Well, you're going to be obedient to something. You're going to serve one master and hate the other. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Like, for those that tell me, I ain't going to be obedient. For those that work a nine to five, are you obedient to your boss? I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> you're going to be obedient to something. So, listen. We might as well learn how God says to do it and walk in his precepts and reverence him. Because remember, when you read Deuteronomy 13 and 4, when he talks about walk with him, fear the Lord. And what happens is in that fear, that fear means reverence, not scared of him. And what happens is he'll give you protection. But there's rules to enter and remain in the relationship. That's why you need to go back and listen to the 10 principles of a relationship because it only only works for people. If we're talking about it stem from our relationship with God. What happens is God is always doing his part in the relationship. We're failing our part. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did I lose some folks? Did, did I lose some folks already? Man, I hope I didn't lose no folks, man. Already? Are you kidding me? Man, we ain't even got started yet. Understand this. Here's a question. Why should we be obedient? Hey, I'm glad y'all asked me. I'm going to answer that question. (laughs) Consider the cost and acts of our Lord Jesus the Christ. What did he give and pay for us to have salvation and turning in heaven? See, listen, that's another question. Why? As I'm going through a list of questions before we get into it. So, Uh, Somebody said, what if I don't believe in Jesus? Well, listen, he believes in you. He is the chief intercessor. He's sitting on the right hand of God, whether you believe that or not. So he's praying for you right now at this moment. So it's no accident that you are are listening or joining this conversation right now. So he believes in you. So we can take care of that belief system later. So that's between you and God. So whether you believe Jesus is the son of God or not, that's up to you. Uh, Listen, that's that. Listen, you work on that. I'm not here to tell you either. I believe that. But I should say I should do more to believe that. I know that. So that's that's for me. But I listen, I can't make you do anything just like God is not going to make you do anything. So also consider that the only human made things in heaven are the scars of our Lord made by the hands of men by you and me. Consider the fact. And that's a big thing right there. Consider that the only human made things in heaven are the scars of our Lord made by hands of men and by you and me. That's the thing about when they talk about what's going on in the world, the virus and stuff like that. And, you know, I told you that we ran into somebody and they was like, oh, uh, but this virus is man-made. But, and I had said, well, everything God has given you is already in the side. Why would you put something from the outside on the inside of your body? And they, that person made it bigger that because it was man-made, that that overrules what God had already done inside of them. And that's just not the truth. And what happens is, understand this, anything that man's built or builds is built to fail. It's built to not last. Okay, somebody mad at me already. Why do you think you have to eat, keep upgrading your phone? Or keep uh, you got to get a new TV after a while or a new car after a while? It's only supposed to last for a temporary period, for a certain amount of time. That's how they keep coming, making you come back. 
or they'll stop servicing it or it just breaks down and you have to get another new one. That's how the world, our world, especially the United States of America, that's how it works. We are a consumption society. So we consume. That's all we do. So everything that man built, all these makers, all that, it will is not built to last. It's built temporarily. It's supposed to break down. So understand this. All this man-made stuff that's going on right now, what's going on with all these, I ain't going to say it, all that kind of stuff, it's built to break down. It will not last. But that's just another story. Consider the fact that at his birth was his death, and his death was for our birth. The bottom line is that God is much more concerned with our spiritual growth than anything else. This growth comes through the synergistic work of the Spirit and our practice of our faith that develops our maturity and character and seasons our relationships that glorify and make him known. Understand this and watch this. The discipline of obedience shows our worship and appreciation to Jesus by our identifying with Jesus as our Lord. Obedience is not just in words. Here we go. This is going to hurt. But also in deeds that demonstrate our words through practice and action. That's James 1, 22 through 25. When we read and or hear the word of God, we will have the desire and heed to the call to put it into action action. There will be times we do not feel like it. Come on, y'all. I know. Listen, following God, man, sometimes, man, you, you just don't want to. Like we talked about before in the previous conversation, you just want to do your own thing. I get it. We all human like that. But our obedience will override our feelings so that we remain steadfast and secure. That's First Thessalonians 2 and 23. This helps us see what is important in life. It helps us become more established and grow us further and firmer in the faith as all the disciplines do. But this is the clincher. It is the application of all the disciplines. That's what we're talking about here. We talked about how to apply faith. Now we're talking about the disciplines of faith. It all comes back down to application. That's why we said a discipline is a practice or a regimen, an activity. So you can get that skill or that training. That's why we're having to talk like this, y'all. Listen, if one thing has been exposed right now with all the churches on different levels during this time is how we did not prepare people for transformation to build those really spiritual muscles. We gave great sermons. We gave great music. We, you know, we gave that the, the, the ritualistic stuff, but we really didn't walk through and help navigate like we should. And this whole time has exposed, 2020 exposed all of that. Now, I'm not saying implying that every single church or pastor like that, bishop was like that. I'm not implying that at all. And I'm not implying that you didn't do your very best. Not implying that at all. But there was another level. Oh boy. They mad at me now, but it's okay. I still love y'all. When we practice the discipline of obedience, it means we are not ashamed of the gospel. As Paul proclaimed in Romans, I know we like to give a lot of credence to Paul in his letters and stuff like that. And so we go give some credence to it right now. Paul proclaimed in Romans 1 so that our devotion becomes contagious to those around us. Obedience is not something we dread or feel we have to do, nor is it bondage in a negative sense. It is the joy of knowing our Lord and staying with him so we can partake in his love and grow him further, deeper and stronger. The result is that we become more mature. 
become of more use to his glory and become willing to express his love with eagerness to others. Our human sinful nature, here we go, leads us to do our own thing. Here we go again, man. That own thing. That own thing is tough, boy. I know somebody say, y'all want to do my own thing. Listen, you may not want to do your own thing all the time. I know relationships that are broken up because the other person want to do their own thing or not give credit to the other person that they got the ideas from. They go implement the other person's ideas without giving the other person credit. Oh boy, that slipped out. That was free. I'm just saying that just foolishness. Everybody want to do their own thing and take credit for it. When you know uh, somebody helped you in some way, shape or form, you know, God opened the door for you. Oh boy. Our society thrives on this. We tend to see life in terms of, of the power and possessions we have. Oh, boy, what kind of car you drive? What kind of house you got? How much money in your bank account? What kind of clothes you wear? What kind of purse you carrying? Uh, oh, boy, did I say the wrong thing? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, that slipped out. But God sees the value of life and spiritual growth that leads to the character and relationships we form. There is no real profit in money and treasures only. Somebody just got mad at me. <laughs> there is no real profit in money and treasures only in who we are in Jesus. Jesus plays on the words to say, how can you play with your stuff if you're not alive? <laughs> but perhaps a better way to sacrifice ourselves in devotion for God and not let other substitutions get in the way. False devotions. Here we go. That get in the way such as, oh boy, family, school, work, and career are sometimes good and even necessary. But, big old but, we cannot let their cause get in the way of our obedience to the Lord. Because if this is all we have, these other devotions, we end up having nothing. Listen, everything comes down to God at the end of the day, the Father. I know, man. I know y'all mad at me. Why everything got to be all spiritual, passed away? It is what it is because every single person right now on this conversation around the world, it doesn't matter, especially born of a woman. You are a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul, which is your mind. So you are a tripart being. You are a reflection of who God is anyways. So that's who you are regardless, is you are a spirit first. So everything you do is spiritual. What happens is we live by our carnality, which is our flesh. Oh, man. We want to do our own thing because understand this, your flesh wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And what happens is the battle is the, your spirit, man or woman, is fighting your flesh because we want the earthly things instead of the godly things. Ouch, ouch. Ouch, that hurt me to say that because it is the truth. It is what it is. Understand this, y'all. Obedience is also the willingness to cooperate with God and with others in their godly directions and plans. It is working together as a community to further the kingdom, shining with the glory of our Lord together. We may sacrifice our will and pride for these things result in separation and strife. Whereas, here we go, when we work tighter together, we bring and build community and relationships. That is the key, especially during this time, especially for churches that have not been meeting. This is what should have been 
going on the whole time. We work tighter together. We bring and build community and relationships. Like some of our relationships have grown stronger during this time, especially where we weren't meeting because uh, what happened is some of us took it upon ourselves to listen, keep developing relation on each other, but also keep in contact with those as well. Try to keep a sense of community in some way, shape or form. This is what we are all supposed to do. Everything begins and ends. Everything begins and ends with relationships. I don't care what you're doing. You're going to have to form a relationship. That's why all my people that live in LA talk about when when, when name drop, you drop me names. What you're saying is I have some kind of relationship with that person. That's why you're dropping a name. It's called friendship borrowing. Oh boy. You're borrowing somebody else's credibility. Uh, See, I'm going to leave that alone. Understand this. We will see that because we deny ourselves, we are taking a stance of real commitment. Commitment is remaining obedient in our trust and faith, regardless of our feelings, false opportunities or oppression. That's Matthew 16, 24 through 28. When we are obedient, we can take comfort and learn from our setbacks and experiences as they bring Jesus glory and prepare us for the reality of the kingdom. The great benefit. Here we go. Hope. Hope is the effect of obedience and trust in our Lord. If you have no hope, then you have no vision and purpose, no trust in the one who loves you. Understand what the big three are, y'all. Faith, hope, and love. But the greater of the three is love. But they all work in unison. You have to have hope. And guess what? You really don't have hope. You're given hope. And the only way you'd be given hope is either you're standing in expectation or what happens is somebody has to give you a word. That's why relationships are very important. Okay. Y'all don't understand. I, I, I know. So this, this is when I say somebody has to give you hope. Anybody ever seen the Avengers? And I believe it was the first one, the Infinity Wars. So if, if spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm about to tell you part of the movie. So, so Hawkeye was going nuts, you know, because he had lost his family. So he was going around killing the, the bad guys. So what happened is Black Widow uh, found out where he is. So Black Widow creeps up on him and she's just standing there and he hasn't seen her. Uh, he's not even looking at her. He just says, you shouldn't have come. She said, sorry, I'm late. And then she says, I think we found a way. And then he said, don't do that. And she said, do what? He says, do what? And she's, he said, give me hope. So the only way he could have hope is she had to give it to him by a word, by she saying, we found a way. She was implying that she found a way to bring back her family. So what happens is God's word gives us hope. We stand in expectation of it by his word. So that's why we stand, We want to be obedient to him because we're standing in expectation. We're standing in hope. Oh, my goodness. Hope allows us to take hold of him in a deeper, firmer way. We must make a conscious decision to give ourselves to Jesus. This is not a suicide clause. Not at all. It is about a life filled with giving wonder and excitement about our Christian life, yet it goes against our natural way of thinking. And this is where our will collides with God's will. That's where the battle is, y'all. Want to do our own thing, our will for God's will. That's what the Bible is, God's last will and testament for our life. That's why I'm like, I'm just praying to God, what do you want for my life? Well, he gave you his last will and testament. I'm going to leave that alone. There's that 
there's so many layers to that. We have the choice to obey or face our difficulty. So let us do it with cheerfulness and wonderment in our hearts. Understand this, y'all. The discipline of obedience helps us keep our eyes on God and not on people. Oh, boy. If you only see God for your felt needs, you will never understand or rely on God for your real needs. Neither will you understand yourself or his wonderful plan for you. That's John 17, 22. Your faith will be on your terms only. I don't want my faith on my terms only. That kind of sucks. How sad would that be? How much would you lose? This discipline helps us confine our motives, obedience, and persevering to his precepts so we can continue to be in love with him. Seek his presence and be persistent in your prayers. If you fear this, oh boy, take comfort and realize it is a journey of a lifetime. Listen, y'all, we on the journey of a lifetime. And this is only the beginning because whether you believe this or not, this is not it. This is not it. No, 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 no. I know somebody said, this is it. When I die, this is it. No, this is not. But that's a whole nother story. We go to him. And as you draw closer to him, you will learn the right things to ask and do. Prayer is persistence and learning. The disciplines of, of obedience. Here we go. Also gives us a sense of duty that rises from our obedience, as well as a sense of heroism. The Christian walk is not always on the Mount of Transfiguration, but in the valleys below. Listen, that's where the work get done, y'all, in the valley. Where we shine is not recorded by our fellow people, but in heaven above. So our obedience is not based on human recognition, but on heavenly endowment. That's huge right there. That's huge. So we got to stop doing stuff just for human recognition, awards and stuff like that, and build up those treasures in heaven. Another thing, obedience must permeate everything. It is the capstone to our stones of faith and life in Jesus. And all that you do in life must be a reflection of a life surrendered to Jesus. If you are self, if you are so self-willed that there can be no room for the living God, this may mean that others will use you, take advantage of you, get mad at you, ignore you, go around you, ridicule you, and persecute you. Sound familiar? But remember, what they do to you, they do to him. Make sure you are not the one persecuting the Lord. God wants us first. Your best ability is availability. So let God work in you and have him open your eyes to the fallacies to avoid. Embrace the wonders of his truth. I know this is tough, y'all. This is tough. Understand this, when God touches us, our eyes are open to him. Yet remember the struggle of our sin nature. If we love Jesus with passion and conviction, then the outcome will be obvious. If we are determined to do something else, as we warm the pews with our rears, oh boy, then our eyes become closed. The closure, here we go, of our eyes is our choice and our choice alone. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a seed. If it dies, it produces many seeds. That's John 12, 24. Will you allow your life to be rooted in the soil of Jesus and what he has done so you can rise in maturity by complying and learning his word? Listen, whether you believe in Jesus or not, but let's just say you believe in God. 
but you don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. Do God a favor. If you believe in God, just believe that he sent his son. Just do him that favor. How about that? That's, listen, hey, let's just say you had a, your family members. You don't get to choose your family members, right? So if somebody had, especially a child, and basically whether they had your permission or not or whatever the circumstance is, and they say they introduced this is my son or daughter, you're going to have to accept them. Why? Because you love this person and you're related, right? So since God created us all, <laughs> which he did, whether what, no matter what your religious background is, do God a favor. Just believe that he sent his son. How about that? That's your choice. I'm just saying you would do it for a family member. So if one of your children came and told about I have this child and y'all didn't know about it. And this is your son or new, your new grandchild or whatever, you're going to have to accept it one way, shape or form. Right. Just saying. Dang, I hate when that happened. Crickets, boy. It gets silent, y'all. I mean, I feel like I'm on the island alone by myself again. Y'all love me. Y'all still love me. Hit me up. Real Pastor Wade. W-A-I-D on Facebook, Instagram, or somewhere. Just tell you, just tell me you love you, boy. Just listen. Don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to help. I'm just only a messenger. <laughs> oh, boy. Remember, the godly life is not about you. It's about God. It's not what we do that makes us a disciple of Christ. It's what Jesus has done for us. Our obedience is merely a response, and this discipline is a tool for our endeavor to respond to him in gratitude and faith. Here's some thoughts on obedience, and we almost done. Our natural selfish will must be sacrificed through discipline. This is hard, but the rewards are plentiful. Listen, y'all, that's big. Our natural selfish will must be sacrificed through discipline. This is hard, but the rewards are plentiful. Here's another thing. Just thoughts. Thoughts that make you go, hmm. We're called to obedience, but God will not make us obey. It must come out of our free will. Free will, y'all. That's why we are a little lower than angels and just above the animals. We have free will. When God created us, he created a friend. He wanted a friend. Listen, what if you had to make somebody like you, if you had to talk them into liking you, or if you guys are married and you had to convince your spouse every single day that you love them every single day. And it's not just by your accent. Like you had to talk them into it every single day. That would get tiring. Like you had to make them love you. Why would you listen? You want somebody to love you freely. So that's all God wants us to do. We have a choice to love him or not. We have a choice to believe in him or not. And therefore, once we believe in him, here come the conditions. His unconditionality has condition. So therefore, when we when we keep his precepts, when we trust him and we believe in him, when we fear and reverence him, he'll protect us. And what happens is because he's the king, because he is God, guess what? The prince and the princess usually get what the king and the queen get. Last time I checked. Hey, your boy Prince Harry may be in trouble right now with the queen, but listen, uh, you better believe it. I was looking up the kind of money he still have, and he's good. And trust me, if he wanted to come back and continue his royal duties, he could, and they would accept him back. So listen, the prince and the princess always get what the king and the queen has. Another thing, we can disobey God out of our free will, and he will give us his grace. What good would that be? <laughs> or what good would we be? We can disobey God out of our free will and he will give us his grace. 
why would we keep living that? Listen, I know it's tough to do the right thing all the time. Listen, it's work, y'all. <sighs> I mean, it's tiring too. Look, I'm gonna keep it real, y'all. Man, come on, man. Listen, be, being a pastor on staff, man, and everywhere you go, they be like, oh, this pastor Wade and all that kind of stuff, man. That's tough. Living that lifestyle, man. That's why I gotta have some homies. Like, man, I'm just way right now, dude. Do I have to be pastor away? I ain't saying I get all crazy, but like, like I just wanna, man. I'm just saying, y'all, it, it's tough. I, I'm with you. Here's another thing. Obedience does not get us right with God. It is what God has done for us. Obedience is merely the response to what God has done. So the reason why we want to give God our obedience because he's done so much for us. Come on, y'all. Let's look at it this way. And let's take your feelings out of it. If God didn't do anything else for you right now, if he did nothing else in your life, hasn't he done enough? I'm just asking for a friend. I'm asking. Hasn't he done enough to this point? Some of us uh, right now, listen right now. You, listen, some may have suffered from depression, uh, suicide. You may thought about taking your life at one time, or you may didn't have enough money at one time, but everything seemed to work out. Your health seemed to have gotten better. You're supposed to be dead, but you're still alive. Listen, hasn't he done enough? Whatever your challenge is. Haven't you overcome something that you knew it was God? I'm just saying, y'all. So why is it a t so tough to give him our obedience, especially when you know that he's done something in your life? Oh, boy. I know I ain't got no friends, no more. Amen. Nobody. Here's another thing. It is easy to be a frantic devotee of us at a sport event, but what does it take to be a devotee of Jesus? See, you know, when we get all frenetic, you know, I'm a Laker fan, y'all. Listen, jumping up and down, Lakers wins, you know, LeBron make a shot, Kobe make a shot, Shaq make a shot, Magic make a shot. Listen, I done been through all the years with the Lakers, but listen, I cannot scream for the Lakers more than I scream for God or when I'm worshiping him. Listen, if we can give that to entertainers and sports icons and stuff like that, why can't we give it to God? Oh, man. I know. Look, you're listening to her and talking to one of the biggest sports fans there is. I was an athlete and also I love sports. We get up and especially for those that like football and stuff like that, we get up for worship <laughs> to look at sports. I love the Dodgers. I love the Niners. Listen, I love these different teams. But if we can religiously get up to worship these sports, to watch them, because that's what we're doing is giving our worship, if you really look at it, then why can't we give that to God? I mean, come on. Why, by our lifestyle. Oh, boy. Next thing, our obedience may cause difficulties that are not meant as a personal attack upon us. Rather, they enabled us to be better used by God and so we can identify with the plight of others. Next thing, when we talk about thoughts of obedience, remember your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do not get me started on that. This is one of the things that we should be teaching people all over the world instead of taking that stuff, whatever is your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we live life responsibly. That's 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Next thing, our confusion and toils in life can only be solved by obedience. Next thought, we are to bring every thought 
concern and argument into the captivity of obedience because we are responsible. That's 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Making the choice to martyr ourselves or undergo undue suffering is a very wrong move unless it comes from choosing God's will. God is in control. Next thing, knowledge and insight happen only by obedience and not just from our experiences. Also, if you do not understand something spiritual, it is usually because of a lack of obedience. Ouch, that hurts. We cannot pretend to comply. God will uncover our falseness. Last one. Actually, that was a lie. There's two more. <laughs> do not be an a imitation disciple of Christ. Our Lord does not need more imposters. We got a lot of imposters out there right now. Also, perfect obedience is also perfect trust. Discernment comes out of obedience. So let your rest be in Jesus, not in unrest. Understand this. When you are going through the joys of life, the mundane or suffering, God knows and cares. He is there for you. Let your effort of focusing on the difficulties and uncertainties of life fall away. Why should we worry when the creator of all things is in charge? Understand this. In the midst of all difficulties, it may appear God has abandoned you, but he has not. His love and grace remain the same. By our obedience and faith, we may suffer temptations, troubles, persecutions, and condemnations from the world. It may seem our foundation has shifted by that constant beating, but he will remain steadfast in us when we remain steadfast in our faith. Keep your faith real valuable and practical on his solid rock. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So let him be the rock and solid foundation of your life. One of the interesting aspects of faith, when you're talking about loving the Lord, is that our obedience may cause others to suffer. Our faith may have a cost that others will have to pay, such as the sacrifices of a wife for a husband, ministry, or a child sacrifice to move to a foreign land because of his or own missionary parents. At the very least, other plans will be disturbed. Our lives may be used by God to convict and to convert a cost may be required, but we have to see that cost as glorious as it is for the Lord. And we can never, oh boy, ever compare it to the cost he gave us. We urgently, and I am done, y'all, called to accept the absolute authority of God. We come under his authority, whether or not we acknowledge him. So we might as well get acquainted with him. It does no good to fight God. As Jacob discovered in Genesis 20, 20, uh, 32, 22 through 32, the subject of submission often refers to fights and quarrels say they do not build and take us over. Jacob's dispute with his brother had to be resolved. Connecting with God enables us to connect with others, a gift that comes back to us and into all our relationships we cannot happen unless we are with God. <sighs> I love you guys. I pray. 
you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 19 of the Disciplines of Faith. I thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 8 a.m. Pacific Tenor Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just one. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, you can't exercise faith without discipline. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. And remember, discipline is the key to discipleship. A special thanks to my man, KC, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group. Also, for Erica Duff for the artwork, Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the Baseline, Pastor Warren Campbell, that is my pastor, and Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro, and a shout-out to Shannon Jackson and Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry, and also shout-out to my man Julian Payne, House of No Hope Podcast, and also he is a celebrity barber to the stars if you're in the greater Los Angeles area. Look up House of No Hole in North Hollywood. I'm telling you, he'll keep you fly and fresh. Remember to subscribe to This Is Jay on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 